Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. The driver's seat. Stevie Johnson's going to fight him all the way up to the line. Who'll get there first? Kelly, I reckon no Johnson, Johnson got it. Three laps to go. Yeah, He's mate. in the fence. They're both in the fence. The driver's seat. It's redemption day for Daniel Ricciardo. He wins the Monaco Grand Prix. Yes! The Driver's Seat with Matt McKeldin and Stephen Johnson. For Kubota, together we are building Australia. Bright and early for the daily races. Going nowhere, going nowhere. Yeah. I'll tell you what, it's a bit of a sombre start to the show today. Going nowhere. Oh, you're not There's wrong. no one... Going nowhere, Nimsy. There is literally, I don't think there is a single category around the world that is currently racing at the moment. Not that I know of. I know that the Shannon's Nationals, which Steve Johnson and I uh, drive at in our our respective cars, they were the the final one during the week to put a pin in their round. Uh, But I'm with you, mate. I don't know anyone. I I'm not big in the go-kart world, uh, but I would dare say that even go-kart races have been postponed. It's I have never seen anything like it socially, in sport, in business, in politics. I have never seen anything like it. Yeah, and we'll talk to Andrew Van Leeuwen from uh, motorsport.com and the Below the Bonnet podcast to get the latest news on uh, the suspension of supercars and anything else that's going on in the world of motorsport. But uh, just me and Maddie in studio today. Steve joins us via the phone. Hello, Stephen. Hello, fellas. How are you? Yeah, it's very odd times at the moment. Feeling a bit strange, Steve, with the news in the week that supercars would postpone the championship and halt the season. But we thought we'd have a quick chat to you as we discuss our Bendix Brakes big moment. Now on the driver's seat, another Bendix Brakes big moment. Bendix, Australian technology for all-weather confident braking. Want cleaner wheels fit Bendix Brakes? Now, as announced on Wednesday, events in Tasmania, Auckland and Perth will be postponed until late in the season with an all-star E-Series stepping into the breach to fill that void. Uh, the supercar season is on hold until June due to the coronavirus pandemic. Now, Steve, in all your experience uh, being around motorsport in your lifetime, what do you make of the situation we're in? Mate, I, I can't remember um, a week of total disbelief in my life to date um, with what's happened you know, obviously starting from the Grand Prix uh, last week on the on the Friday, and then mm-hmm. just how things have transpired till now, it's just been it's been incredible. It's I, I, you know, and I'm probably we're probably going to never experience something like this again in our lifetimes. I hope not. I mean, I 
You sit here and you think about your world, Steve, and your workshop, and, and you know, you're also a high-performance driving instructor. I know that a lot of your work has been called off. If you, if you then ripple effect everything that's going on within the motorsport world to the people who don't necessarily work in a race team or jump behind the wheel of a car, the people that sell the hot chips, the people that clean the port uh the yep. track staff... Uh, the hotels, the fuel stations around the race circuits who get a lot of business from people coming back. I mean, the knock-on effect from just our little insulated world of motorsport being delayed is extraordinary. I cannot imagine uh, what it would be like in sports like AFL, NRL, cricket, all that kind of stuff where the reach is perhaps arguably a little bit more. I, I don't know. I mean, you're closer to the supercar guys than I am. Uh, from a driver's point of view, having said that, I ran into Chaz today, which was very funny. I'll tell you that later on. Uh, <laughs> what are the What are the boys talking? What are the boys talking about? What are they going to do for the next eleven weeks? Well, I think everyone's unsure. Like no one knows exactly what you know what we can do, what we're going to do, what's going to happen, how long it's going to go on for. You know, I, I know SVG. He just made it back to New Zealand before all the international uh, travel bans have come in. That's right. Yep. So it's just um, it's just incredible, and and to hear that it's all been shut down, especially in supercars land, up until July, uh, June. Sorry. So uh, their next round will be Winton, which would have effectively been their round five. Four. Yeah, four Actually, or five. Five. Yeah, five. Five. So because they've they've obviously missed out on the AGP, they've they're going to miss out on uh, New Zealand. They're going to miss out on uh, Perth, and the next one is going to be Winton. So uh, you know Shannon's Nationals the same. The first three rounds of the Shannon's Nationals have been axed, uh, or they don't say axed. It's been postponed. So they're going to try and. They are going to try and rerun them or run them at some stage, whether they're run at the tracks that uh, they're scheduled to run at, like Sydney Motorsport Park, Winton, etc. I, I don't know. It, they may, you may find that some of these races that we go to later in the year are going to be double-headers, and there's going to be sure. two rounds in the one. Sure. Because you see, Steve, actually a, a gentleman called Dale Britton, uh, from a company called DBC2, who is quite involved in sponsorship and other bits and pieces, he and I were having a discussion. Could you see supercars and TCR slash Shannon's Nationals coming together in an effort to try and put on mega events, six or seven rounds, certainly for Trans Am and whatever you've got left in TCM? Could you see them coming together to just put mega rounds, all racing at the same circuit on... For the, at the second half of the year? Could that happen, do you think? Oh, very doubtful from from my perspective, just knowing, obviously, the, the two different categories and, uh, obviously, they've got differences in, obviously, their aim and goals. So, yeah. you know, very, very hard, I think. But, you know, it may come down to just being able to find the availability of tracks, tracks to be yeah. able to hold an event at certain times of the year. So That's why I asked whether I, they could go together. Uh, well, another thing, yeah. another thing that we also do have to look at is one thing that could stop a potential, like, you know, super card or super category like that is the TV rights because you can't yeah. have, say, um, Channel 10 have got 
freeware rights of uh, supercars, whereas Channel 7 have TCR. And that's Actually, that's <laughs> a very good point. I hadn't even thought of the broadcast rights. Yeah. 10-7, yep. uh, Fox Sports. So to put a bow on so it. I've got an answer to that. Yeah. No, it's not right. going <laughs> <laughs> to And I mean, to put a bow on it, and this is the thing, none of us know. Nobody knows what is going to happen. We've got ARG, who are the people who promote TCR, saying one thing, they're going to do this. Supercars saying they're going to do one thing, and they're going to do this. Uh, uh, Formula One are going to do something. I could tell you what, from I don't know what the hell I'm going to do between now and June. I mean, I really don't know what I'm going to do, mm. but... Between July and the end of the year, I sure as hell know what I'm going to do. It's going to be a bonanza of motorsport should it all come together. Every weekend, there's going to be some barnstorming round somewhere. It's going to be unreal. I think you're right. I think, you know, it's it's a it's it's a short and a long-term pain, to be honest. It's where, where a lot of people are feeling it now, not just on, you know, obviously motorsport, just on in life in general. Yeah. And um, it, it, no one... No one's the winner out of any of this apart from a hand sanitizer and toilet roll company. So uh, <laughs> at the end of the day, it, yeah, it, it may be that some of the rounds will be caught up later in the year, but, you know, a lot of the damage is already done. A lot of the people, not not even, you know, possibly in motorsport, but just in general, this is going to bury a lot of people in regard to, and I'm not talking physically, I'm just talking for financial, the financial yeah. oh, their, totally. their yep. living, they live yep. day to day. Um, you know, they're not. There's no way there's going to be people going to be going a month to, to a month and a half um, with no income. It's just in, you know, and and guys like you know, like myself, you know, I'm a contractor. I do a lot of other work, but that's all stopped. So, you know, I've got to really manage what I'm doing now so that I can have something in the in the future to to be able to, you know, still be able to build on. Yeah, it's- yeah I mean, everyone is. Everyone's had the brakes put on, uh, and yep. it, whether it be in motorsport or not, or not, I certainly know in my primary role in property, the the it stopped. So, uh, yep. but having said all of that, the three people that here that sit in the studio, two in the studio, one on the phone, and our families are healthy and well, and this is just motorsport. Yep. Mm. In time. Uh, it's going to be a bonanza, as I said, in the second six months or seven months of the year. The best thing we can do right now is just help support each other uh, and try and stay healthy and, and be ready for it when it does come through. Uh, and so on that basis, you kind of have to have some perspective, there's some perspective I think, mm. and just go, look, we're yeah. all healthy, we're all well, it's just racing, we'll do the business where we can and we'll try and survive for the next three to six months. But talk about a cultural shock to the system. It has been, as you say, Stevie, to put a bow on it, it has been an extraordinary week. Troubling times at the moment, but like you said, Matty, too, we all have our health, touch wood, our families are fine. This is a bit of short-term pain, and we'll hopefully get to the other side. But, uh, Steve, we're going to let you go, mate. We'll we'll try to get some answers to see what's happening in the world of motorsport. We've got AVL from motorsport.com to talk about what's happening around the world. But, Steve, safe travels, mate. We'll see you back in the studio same time next week. Absolutely, boys. Put your foot down with confidence. Bendix Brakes, Australian technology for all weather confident braking. We've got a lot to unpack about the current state at the moment, so we'll do a deep dive and chat to Andrew Van Leeuwen from motorsport.com and find out uh, just what we do in these very uncharted waters. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia.
Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota. For over 40 years, we've been making Tomorrow Matter, and together we're building Australia. Now, Maddie, you and I, we have our opinions, and we've been doing it for now four years, just yep. you know, talking to the big old stick and uh, giving our views and thoughts on the world of motorsport. But we're in uncharted waters at the moment, aren't we? I think we are from a motorsport point of view, Nimsy, but as I said, I think from a social point of view, a business point of view, and not only in Melbourne, not only in Australia, but certainly globally. The world of motorsport has been rocked, so we thought we'd get one of the leading authorities when it comes to journalism in the world of motorsport. You might have heard him as the sensible voice on the Below the Bonnet podcast with Michael Caruso <laughs> and David Reynolds. He's our feature interview, thanks to IMAR Insurance, the tradies, mate. Call 13IMAR. Please welcome for the first time to the driver's seat, motorsports number one journo and newsbreaker, Andrew Van Leeuwen. Hello, AVL. Welcome to the show. G'day. That's a, that's a great thing. This is the ultimate podcast crossover. I think I, mean, I know you've had Caruso on before, but this, is, uh, this has got to be the, uh, the high point, I reckon. Well, mate, we've had, we've had Caruso, we've had Reynolds, now we've had you. I think we've had Holdsworth. Uh, what's he? What, what is he? What's the one that he does? Nimsy. He does uh, the Holdsworth uh, podcast. What's his? The Holdsworth. No, um, he does uh, at the loud pedal. The loud pedal. That's right. So uh, I think when you see Greg Rust getting on board with uh, uh, with the V8 sleuth as well. Right now, in all situations, borders have gone down, and we're all just mates talking about our sport because AVL. I you know I have not seen anything like this in the sporting world, let alone our little world of motorsport. No, that, that's exactly right. Look, I think a lot of us were saying, and, you know, I, I spent the weekend with some very experienced uh, Formula One journalists on our European team for, for Autosport and Motorsport.com, and they was, we were all collectively saying, geez, this is the weirdest sort of weekend of motor racing, or as it turned out, non-motor racing that we've ever covered. But since then, it's turned into probably one of the, the weirdest weekends of you know certainly for my life and I, and I would imagine for a lot of people you know it's just been a it's been a bizarre few days and it always sort of felt like oddly that the the, the Grand Prix was a bit of a barometer of everything you know if the Grand Prix went ahead the cricket had gone ahead yeah Grand Prix goes ahead maybe things are kind of all right and the way it rolled out and when it didn't go ahead it really felt like things changed not that that was necessarily the tipping point but it just coincided with the tipping point of where everything's kind of uh, seems to have up in terms of um, in terms of you know things being locked down and what we can and can't do and, and obviously now we're facing delays in in a whole lot of sports or major alterations to a whole the way a whole lot of sports are working and and and, and I think it, you know as you guys were just talking about it's just so hard to really see where we are where exactly we go from here there are calendars being restructured there are new benchmarks being placed as the terms that this is where we want to start things again. But it's just so hard to work out what's going to happen in the next week slash month slash whatever. And and if you look at it in summary, Formula One, Supercars, TCR, and all the the categories that they've got, uh, Dunlop Super 2, Porsche, the second tier Porsche series, uh, Desert Racing, Rallying, (laughs) uh, everything is now saying, or every category is now saying three months. ScoMo came on during the week and said, this ain't going to change for probably six months. If we go six months from where we are now, what do we get into? So April, May, June, July, we're in August. How do we, how logistically are we going to have a Formula One TCR uh, supercar season all compacted into three or four months? 
Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, six months from today is, I think, the, the Thursday before the OTR 500 at the bend. So wow. we, if, it went, if it went that long, and the messaging from ScoMo was, you know, it's going to go for at least that long. You know, yeah. it's probably yeah. not going to be shorter. It may well be longer. But so, you know, we could arrive to Bathurst and roll straight into a season there and have to basically NASCAR our way through to the end of the year to cram these rounds in. But it's it's just... And and then you get, you know, we're talking about Australia here. If you if you want to bring Formula One into the discussion, things are much worse in Europe right now than they are here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, you know, the idea of them starting, I think it was they were going to be after Monaco Baku was what what had sort of been floated as the as as the likely starting point for that. Um, that seems that seems hugely unlikely. And, and like I say, the, the the Winton, the idea so, you know, it was announced this morning that Winton, hopefully supercars can start again at Winton, but the messaging that followed that from the government just wasn't quite in line with that. So that just seems very optimistic. And geez, I hope it happens. I really do because um you know, the funny thing is with all this stuff, and you hear people talking about about the footy or whatever, it's really easy to say, oh, that isn't important. It's just someone chasing a ball around or it's just someone driving a car around. Yep. But yep. these are big industries that employ lots of people, you know, and yep. I'm one of those people employed in this industry. So as much as I would never want to see lives at risk for the sake of racing a car, I don't think anyone should be flipping about any industry that may suffer through this because it's people's lives. And, you know, there are... Even if you talk about something like TCR, they might not be professional teams that you've heard of, you know, you, you hear about on a Bathurst 1000 weekend, but they're actually professional racing teams. People run these teams mm. as their job. Yep. But even if they're running customer programs, they run these teams as their job. So suddenly they're being affected right now. They're being impacted directly by the fact that there's no Shannon's Nationals round next weekend now. You know, this has, and these aren't, Teams flush with sponsors. No teams are flush with sponsors, to be perfectly honest. But these are small privateer outfits, but they are professional outfits that are going to be very quickly hit by this. And it's, uh, yeah, it, it, it's it's sad. And motorsport's not alone, but motorsport is going to be impacted. AVL, you do mention these other categories, and uh, this was meant to be sort of the big year because so TCR Australia had that brand new TV deal with Seven Sport. We've also got Supercars coming up with uh, with their TV deal coming up. How much of all what's going on is going to impact these agreements or even, you know, what's the future of them? Do you happen to know any of that? Well, it's really difficult. I had a very brief conversation with uh, Sean Seymour this morning, sort of as that news was unfolding. I actually asked about that, whether, you know, do you just put all that on ice? So, you know, the the TV deal, obviously, uh, that whole sort of idea of Gen 2.5 the next season where they might try and expedite some of the the Gen 3 regulations bring them forward a little bit so teams could go could go and talk to new manufacturers and maybe tempt somebody into into a, at least allowing another body shape to come into the to the category. And, yeah. um, you know, he was fairly non-committal on that. You know, he basically said, yeah, that stuff's on ice. You know, it has to be. Yeah, how would you possibly go and have that conversation with a car maker right now? <laughs> you know, like, you just you couldn't do it. Every, there, there, there's not a single company, there's not a single sort of, Function of the whole world that's not going to be affected by this, so it would seem very unimportant to sit down in a uh, in a meeting somewhere and say, "Hey, what if what if if we cut down the roll hoop, would you let us build a racing car around your car?" It's <laughs> yeah. just not a conversation you can have right now. So it's it's no. just that stuff will be impacted, and the TV deal is obviously the big one because that was going to be very very important for the future of supercars, and uh, it just doesn't seem like a conversation you can have right now because how. How do you offer anything to sell? Who knows what we're going to have and when we're going to have it? And it, it, it really is a big mess. And it's funny, it was, like, it was literally weeks ago we were sitting there going, wow, nothing will be bigger than this whole news, nothing will be bigger than... And uh-huh. this thing's come along and just pulverised everything. 
So on the TV thing, let me let me ask you this. Sean Seymour came out with his statement during the week and said, we are not a sport that is uh, that can be just a TV sport. We need fans in the crowd. We need all that kind of stuff. My answer to that was, why? Why do we need fans in the stands? Obviously, we want that. But they could have absolutely have had a championship run to closed on closed tracks and we could have all sat at home on our couches with our kids and watch it on Fox and 10 or whatever you've got. Why, 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 in your opinion, why do you think that was not an option? He talks about motorsport being such a visceral experience. You've got to feel it and hear it. And I guess that's about cultivating fans for the future. You know, when you go, when you go to a, uh, when you go to a race for the first time and you hear the cars and we've all been through that process and you go, wow, this is something that's going to stick with me forever and that sort of stuff. So I guess that's where it is important. I have a feeling that messaging may change as time goes on if these restrictions on mass gatherings don't get lifted because at some point, if if the absolute priority is doing a 14-race calendar, there's going to have to... I just can't see how there's not going to have to be concessions on closed, closed-door racing at some point. And they're going to have to think about shutting the gates and getting on with it and at least providing a TV, a TV product. I guess motorsport has the advantage of as a TV viewer, the crowd isn't sort of isn't crucial to the product. You know, you yeah, don't hear yeah. the crowd. It's yeah. at a very rare occasion to finish the Bathurst One Thousand, that sort of stuff. But it's not like watching footy is going to be so weird with no crowd. Yeah. Um, so if it, if that goes ahead, I think they're making an announcement on that, you know, fairly soon. But that's um, that there's that it'll impact the ball sports much bigger than it would impact motorsports. So I, I could definitely see. You know, if we get closer to June and it isn't going to happen, surely that's something they're going to have to uh, they're going to have to consider. The next question is, and I've never actually sort of had to think about it before, but how many people does it take to run a a race? Is it less than five hundred? Can you get away with less than five hundred? I, I, I genuinely, when you put a broadcast crew know. together and flaggies and pit crew, uh, yeah. race drivers. All that kind mm-hmm. of stuff. I think, from a supercar point of view, you'd be well over five hundred. I think. I agree. If you, if you so look at that, a Bathurst, I think that's, I think that's what you do. Yeah, I think that's probably the biggest. Um, that's probably a bigger issue than than anything is. Can you actually? Uh, can you actually go and do it? And I, you know, I think I think TCR would love to have, have, have pressed on with the with the Sydney round at the end of next week. But I, I just have a, and I don't know this, but I just have a feeling that. That even that would be difficult. You know, you need a few support. You need you need the support categories to make that make financial sense. Mm-hmm. And I just think that yeah. five hundred number is just a really difficult, uh, really difficult thing to try and to try and fit under. So that's another consideration if we end up at a point where we have to look at at racing behind closed doors. And I just like even just talking about it right now. I can't believe we're having this conversation. It's just <laughs> surreal. It feels like a dream or something. Really, it's it crazy. And and you know, I am. I am not a young man. I'm 46 years of age. So when you say to me, okay, guys, I'm sorry, we're going to delay the season, but all of our supercar, uh, supercar drivers are going to be competing in an official E-Series so you can still mm. cheer on your favourite race driver. Mate, that, that to me is a stale bottle of beer. I don't give a toss uh, about watching Chaz or SVG or anyone in an e-sports program. I know it's the big thing but can you imagine a bloke my age or a bloke 55 or a, uh, a lady 34 or whatever sitting down to watch e-series yeah look it, it's always going to be that kind of uh that kind of polarizing thing some people get into it uh some people won't it's 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 not a replacement for the real thing it's that simple it's yeah. just 
it's just not. And uh, and I think that you know it's kind of interesting to see what they do with it. And I'll be writing about it because I need something to write about. Uh, <laughs> yeah. but, you know, it, it, it will it, be talking it, about it because we need something to talk about. Exactly, exactly. So you know, it is definitely what what, what this could be. This whole thing could be a um, you know, there's lots of esports and not just motor racing esports, but esports in general have yeah. actually been on the rise. And it's you know what an absolute heyday it could be for that. This could be their sort of. Uh, watershed moment where that really does explode in worldwide popularity so look uh, i applaud supercars for doing something because what else do you do you sit there and go okay we can't do anything Uh, and again i'm sure these concerns about june being optimistic that we're raising here there's no way that hasn't come up in the supercars offices in sydney at some point you know that that's that they they'll know that they know what's going on as well they understand that this situation is so unprecedented that there's just no way to go, it's fine, we'll just get through to June and then we'll crack on and things will be good. Yeah. It's, it's, there's no guarantee that's going to be the case. So in the old days, uh, before, before supercars, um, the Australian Touring Car Championship was won, run and won in one race, one weekend. Do you think as a, Oh, I don't know. As a some kind of little bit of sugar for the season, we all go to Bathurst. We we run Bathurst as being part of the fabric of this and the, and culture of this nation. Uh, we run Bathurst, and we we have a championship. We won one. We run one race for the year, and the champion of that becomes the Australian uh, Supercars champion. I like the way you're thinking. And if you're going to have one race, it's going to be Bathurst. There's literally nowhere else you would ever bother going. That's right. Imagine the drive, you know, the drivers were up in arms because they had to go to Bathurst without a warm-up enduro last year. Imagine going to Bathurst without having driven a car since, since <laughs> And February. they'd be hanging from the trees. Your one motorsport fix of the year in Australia, supercars at Bathurst in October, one time only. Can you imagine the crowds? You'd have to watch it, wouldn't it? Because, I mean, oh, if you're six seconds coming into the chase on the last lap and it, it is the championship <laughs> and the Bathurst 1000 and all in one, you're not, uh, not going to go, well, I'll just slot into second and consolidate here, eh? Yeah, but, yeah it's a good... No. I mean, I, 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 there must be... I, I don't know. I don't. I, I probably don't read the regulations enough in terms of sitting down with the, uh, with the, with the regs every year and going through. I, I'm sure there's some sort of clause about how many rounds constitute a championship. Yeah. You're right. Back in the old days, the Australian championship was a weekend. Yeah, um, but I'm sure there's way too many practicalities and uh, commercial sensibilities and stuff that would stop that happening. But it's a it's a good idea, and and again, unprecedented time. So maybe all that has to go out the window. And I was going to say exactly like that. There's no rule book for this. There's no, no. there's no uh, example of this. So we have to make hey, well, we can. And if they're going to shut it down for the year, or you know, the numbers are flattened off, or whatever they are by October, you know. Why not do it? Yep. Why not do it? Yep. Yep. I think this outside the box thinking is uh, is definitely going to become very important for um for a lot of industries and for even for a lot of people inside the motorsport industry. Which is coming back to the esports thing. That's why I don't. It might not necessarily be my number one thing either. But I, I certainly I applaud supercars for at least having some sort of plan B because um I just think we're really going to need it. Hey, one of the other, uh, the silverest of silver linings we've got to this dark cloud is at least we finally get to see that Erebus documentary. <laughs> yes, yes. It seems like that is coming out. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. The promo was absolutely brilliant. Um, so, yes, that's, 
I think the yeah Barry Ryan will make the price of admission well worth it on that one. I <laughs> that is definitely worth that KO subscription. I can tell you right now. But uh, hey, AVL man, we really do appreciate you. These are some very strange times. I mean, I watched uh, four minutes of marbles racing on Twitter the other night. Uh, that's how desperate I was. Yeah, marbles racing. That. Oh yeah, who won? <laughs> <laughs> it's a ripper oh, it's a ripper video if you if you haven't seen it go the rounds you should have a look see but um, uh you can follow um andrew van lewin on motorsport.com check him out on twitter as well at avl melbourne uh get amongst below the bonnet too they've got a fantastic back catalog as well below the bonnet.com and not only that they've got merch that's right you can get yourself a below the bonnet t-shirt caps and oh. you can even get the same co-driver cup that garth tander was presented to uh, I had a coffee out of one of those babies this morning, I tell you. I've got one sitting on my, on my desk here right now. I probably should wash it, to be honest. <laughs> Remember, that the Below the Bonnet Co-Drivers Cup. It is the grandest prize in supercars history. You get more. There's more money in that cup than there is for winning Bathurst, too. But, uh, <laughs> AVL, we appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedule to have a chat with us, man. And hopefully next time we do, it's, uh, it's to preview a race or something coming up. That would be fantastic. Thanks, guys. AVL was our feature interview. Thanks to IMAR Insurance, the tradies, mate. Call 13IMAR or visit imar.com.au. This is The Driver's Seat. Thanks to Kubota, building Australia. This is The Driver's Seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to The Driver's Seat. We do it thanks to Kubota, building Australia. Great to chat to AVL there from below the bonnet. You know, it's like Noon said, you know, one, one day when we're all off quarantine, we can all come together and have one big yeah. podcast and take the rest of the week off. I reckon. How good would that be? We'll just record on like a Friday night, uh, go to the pub for a couple of hours, and then we'll we'll get Reynolds in and Caruso, Holdsworth, and we'll all just sit around Kumbaya uh, <laughs> like, and we'll have a bit chat about motorsport. How good would that be? Oh, we'll have plenty to talk about. I'll give you that one. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, it better be after the whole, it better be in six months then, because mm. in the next six months, we ain't got nothing to talk about. <laughs> Righto. It's time for this. Now on the driver's seat, the podium. Oh, yes. It is, of course, three talking points from the week on the podium. Obviously, a lot more than three, but we got to get through some of these. Uh, now, Maddie, I I don't know if you watched any of the coverage on the Thursday, you know, when there actually was a day of racing. Uh, uh, yes. <laughs> um, uh, yeah. did you... I don't remember that day of racing. Oh, that was, that was a couple of weeks ago. Doesn't it yeah, seem yeah, yeah. so yeah. long ago? But look... One of the things that I thought was interesting was Ryan Walkinshaw was on Supercars Trackside, or they interviewed him. Chris Stubbs walked past him in the pits and asked him a couple of questions. And Ryan Walkinshaw said that three manufacturers were in talks to enter the category. Now, obviously, we chatted with AVL that these are conversations that they're not inappropriate right now, but they're, yeah. they're not front of mind. But who yeah. do you reckon those three manufacturers would be? Uh, who do I reckon those three manufacturers would be? I think... If I put my thinking hat on, I think the three manufacturers, one is certainly BMW, would have to be. Yep. Um, Chaz is very deeply aligned with BMW. He's a factory, for them overseas. factory driver, isn't he? Factory driver. Mm-hmm. And with the new rules, you, you, you could be able to just put a silhouette body uh, on top of, of, of a control chassis and away you go. Uh, and they've also got a V8 engine program. So I think one of them, uh, one of them could be BMW. I think Kia, uh, possibly with its Stinger model, um, two-door, 
sold really, really well. Sexy looking bit of kit. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that would be a good thing for for Kia to get involved with. Relevant to market too. Relevant to market, absolutely. And and with BMW, it could be the M3, could be the M5, could be whatever you want to do. Uh, so, and the third one, mate, I don't know. Uh, could it be Toyota? Oh, geez. I, I don't know. Yep, there was a I th- don't know. There was a throwaway comment that I overheard in the uh, in the media room. Yes, at the Adelaide Five Hundred. Very much uh, like this is very much a throwaway comment, and it was just it was just mentioned like you know if I was Roland Dane, if I was Roland Dane, I'd be knocking on the door of Toyota tomorrow. Yep. Yeah, yeah, very possibly. I mean, they're involved in they're involved in uh, motorsport overseas with NASCAR. They're mm-hmm. in drag racing. Um, uh, you know, they they're in rallying. So, would it make sense for Toyota to get involved domestically here? Sure, why not? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, uh, if it's good enough for Ford and it's good enough for Holden, it was good enough for AMG. Uh, for Nissan, it was good for a number of years. But I, I think what's most important is whoever is talking to to Ryan. Uh, they must sell that model in Australia. One yep. of the biggest issues with the Nissan is that you simply couldn't buy that here in Australia. No. You, you, you could buy it for a little while, and it sold so poorly um, that it simply didn't didn't yeah, it come back to our shores. In fact, so you couldn't when you couldn't see it when you actually pass one in the street. Don't you yeah. look at it like you've just seen you know a white a, like a white elephant or something? A pig, yeah, absolutely. You're just like, hang on, was that a, was that an Altima? Well, yeah, what was that? Yeah, a hundred percent. And and uh, I mean, they were such a boring car. Not even fleets bought them, and fleets buy anything. And not even fleets bought the Altima. So you know, I think I think as long as the model is sold and sold well here, so it could be a Camry, uh, it could be an M3 or M5, and it could be a Stinger. Um, then that's I think they're the people that at this stage you would say are the most likely candidates. But again. Uh, as AVL said, mate, it's not a conversation that's being held in boardrooms <laughs> right now. What should we use to go supercar racing? Not happening for yeah, a while. All right, but P2 on the podium. Is it worth having any championship in any category with all the interruptions in 2020? Because time is limited. Uh, you'd have to say that the year is kind of compromised, wouldn't you? Oh, it's massively compromised. I, I, I just don't understand how, if this thing goes for up to six months, how are we going to pack in a condensed championship, full championship, into a six-month period? Uh, you know, personally, let's look at Trans Am. I've got five rounds left. If we go into August, that's one round a month mm. into December, and we don't normally go into December. So uh, I certainly don't know how supercars are going to do it. I don't know how Formula One's going to do it, TCR, S5000. Uh, there is part of me, there is part of me, and I'm not trying to be a panic merchant because this affects me in a major way. I've got a sneaking suspicion that if we don't know where we're at in three months, not six, but if we are get to, we get to the end of three months and no one knows or the situation is still as dire as it is now, they'll call the whole thing. It'll mm, be done. Mm. 2020 will be gone. So I hope that doesn't happen. But I'd hate to be on the organising committees of all of all of these championships, trying to wrangle all these tracks together and broadcast deals. And what an absolute nightmare! So I don't know, Nimsy. One hundred percent there. Uh, Last but not least, uh, also just as a brief side note, we do mention uh, some of the other categories are involved. Uh, There's a what? (laughs) There's quite a. Interesting uh, little video on the Trans Am Facebook page that if you haven't seen it, go back and have a look at uh, on our page of one oh, M. McKeldon and the Kubota <laughs> Racing Team. So 
Go check yeah. that out and get a, get a good insight of what exactly uh, the trans Just be warned, is. it'll be three minutes of your life you'll never get back. But, hey, if you want to go and have a look, go and have a look. Hey, but thank you, Nimsy. If they're willing to put up with an hour of us every single week, I think three minutes. <laughs> That's, very <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. Last but, last but not least, P3 on the podium. How valuable is a simulator for drivers right now? Oh, it's like gold. I mean, they're all, uh, I know certainly some drivers are uh, taking the sheets off theirs or, uh, uh, the you know, the, 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 the week's clean washing that's due to be folded. They're dusting it off the, the, the sim as we speak. Oh, look, I, I think they're valuable. Uh, sim racing and e-racing is a very big thing overseas. There's an F1 e-series at the moment. Uh, there's global series here, there and everywhere. They are going to be one of the winners. The people that that sell subscriptions to racing series around the world, e-racing series around the world, think iRacing, a set of Corso and a few others, mm-hmm. they are going to be absolutely hammered with, they're going to be flush with cash <laughs> at the end of this. Uh does it keep you? Does it keep you sharp? Yeah, it keeps you sharp in a degree. But then, as AVL said, you talk about Dave Reynolds. He hates a simulator. Yeah. Scotty Mack loves a simulator. Hmm. SVG loves uh, Andre love a simu- uh, love a simulator. So uh, De Pasquale a gun on a simulator. So I don't know. Uh, sure, maybe. But unless you've got some wicked, unbelievable simulator, and Scotty Mack does have an absolute belter of a simulator. Uh, I don't know. I think the most important thing you can do is jump on a bike, keep yourself fit, and keep yourself ingratiated with the team. That gives you just as much um, value right now as a sim. This is the driver's seat for Kubota. Together, we are building Australia. Welcome back to the driver's seat. We do it thanks to Kubota Building Australia. Uh, Right now, before we wrap up, it's time for this. This is the driver's seat. Race Rewind. Yeah, we do it thanks to Shannon's Insurance. And uh, make sure you download the driver's seat app. Rev up your smartphone with the driver's seat app and you can watch uh, quite an amusing telling of a tale from one Stephen Johnson (laughs) about that monster shunt that he was involved in at uh, the 2011 AGP support race. But uh, we talk about the AGP. AVL actually mentioned how, like, that was sort of like the catalyst. Like, if we can just get through the AGP... Mm-hmm. Maybe things will be fine. Obviously, we're yep. not that naive, but yep. it just sort of seemed like all everything sort of imploded on itself once we sort of shut the gates to the AGP. And I, I was trying to think, like, has there ever been a time recently where something like that has happened? And all I could think of, and this is obviously to a much lesser scale, but do you remember the 2018 Gold Coast 600 race two on the Sunday? Yes. Now, yeah, red flags a go go. <laughs> the heavens open, the clouds yep. parted, and yep. Paul Port Paul. Well, let's try that one again. <laughs> Poor Paul Dumbrell. Yep, pretty much ended his supercars career yep. straight into the fence. <laughs> yeah, he did. And and one thing we love about the Gold Coast is that in October it has inclement weather. It's a cracker during the day, uh, but then once you get into late afternoon, there's every chance you're going to get hit with a, a fair old uh, act of God, um, which throws a cat amongst the pigeons. But this one was this one was pretty unreal. I was there for that event. Uh, I think I'd done the Super Utes that event as mm-hmm. well. We didn't get any rain, thank goodness, but I was up in a, a corporate box thanks to our good friends at Armour All, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you could just see it coming. You could see the lightning coming. The wind was picking up. It was getting darker and darker and darker. And you're right. Paul Dumbrell basically ended his career uh, after that weekend. Said, "I just, I just don't have it in me anymore." But um, 
we always say, Nimsy, uh, if you would like entertainment, just add water. Mm-hmm. So I would be very upset if they ever shifted the Gold Coast 600, which, by the way, we used to call schoolies for adults. It's a sensational <laughs> event, uh, which is going to be, if we get this season underway, it's meant to be uh, run at night this year. Um, it is a fantastic event, and, and that one... Uh, yeah, I was I physically nimsy. I was nervous about standing in an open corporate box uh, with the wind and the rain and the darkness and all that kind of stuff because it was on the thunder and lightning and the, and thunder, the thunder and, and lightning. Let's not forget I, that too. It, it was full on the lightning. The lightning. If you've ever been on the Gold Coast and you get a late afternoon storm, uh, and that that lightning was flat out. It was coming at a great rate of knots, and uh, I think they made the right decision in the in the red flag. As disappointing as it was, it was also immensely amusing to watch all these people that had rolled up at eight o'clock in the morning in their shorts, white t-shirts, male and female, uh, all their kit for a nice, you know, a good, a, a, a wonderfully weathered day of motorsport bolting across the circuit <laughs> for dear life, absolutely drenched. All these girls that had come looking amazing to the corporate boxes and all their get-up. It was like the birdcage at the Melbourne <laughs> the, at the Melbourne Cup and, and they're all legging it across the road, absolute like drowned rats, heels in hand. It was like surface paradise on a Sunday morning at 4am. They're all walking out almost like with the uh, the walk of shame with their heels in hand. It was hysterical. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, it it was an odd event too. And then, yeah, but as a result of it, uh, Scott McLaughlin retained his championship lead over SVG. 14 yep. points it was. And then that led to that absolute cracker of a round at, uh, at Pukekohe. Remember that? Where where SVG parked him in on the uh, in the grid. Yep. A, what I did love was on the on the Sunday, <laughs> <laughs> on the Sunday when, uh, when Scotty had the opportunity to return serve, he was like, no, nah, mate, we don't do that round here. No, no, no. Yeah, no, he took the total high road. <laughs> Loved it. <laughs> and also, Craig Lance and Stephen Richards were named as winners of the 2018 Pertec Enduro Cup by 87 points over McLaughlin and Alex Primer. Uh, that was the race rewind for Shannon's Insurance. That's Shannon's Insurance for Motoring Enthusiasts. Why sure with anyone else? Matty, it's been a very strange week. <laughs> Mate, I've never seen a week like it, but here's the thing. I think we're going to see another week slightly different to it again ahead. So mm. we'll see what the next week brings. And you never know. By the end of this, you might be a hardened, battle-worthy battle uh, esports racer or something like that going, you know what? I've been doing it all wrong. <laughs> hey, Nimsy, I'll guarantee you one thing that I can guarantee you on. Yep. By this time next week, I will not be a hardened <laughs> esports racer. <laughs> I, as it is in all of this uncertain world at the moment, you can take that to the bank, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you, I will not be getting on a sim anytime t- soon. You tell me that uh, when we're previewing the Winton Super Sprint. But anyway, <laughs> oh, <right. Yes. laughs> when I start when I start spending fifteen thousand dollars on a sim in a couple of weeks because I haven't gone racing, we'll talk about it then. But right now, in the next seven days, I will not be a sim racer. Be on a sim. But anyway, that has been the driver's seat for. Another week. We'll see you again. Same time next week. When making the double chicken deluxe at Macca's, we wanted to improve on the perfect combo of tender Aussie chicken with cheese, tomato and aioli. So, we doubled it. Chicken and Macca's together and loving it. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Available after 10.30am for a limited time only.